0: All right, welcome back to the fit, Fitness in Philosophy podcast. Today we are going to be discussing—I almost said fitness—business, <laughs> fitness. Fits. Well, our very Fiz- first episode. I don't know if you remember, but we—I uh, think I made the same faux pas. But we were talking about like fits, as in like James yeah, Fitz in fits, uh-huh. fitness in philosophy. So today we're going to be talking about uh, ease, difficulty, and fitness. James, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, thank you. I'm doing great.
0: Have you ever heard of the uh, the composer John Williams?
1: Yes, uh, Star Wars. No.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Star Wars, so many things. Uh, Superman, yeah. Indiana Jones, Jurassic yes, Park, yes. Minority Report. So he's like, he's basically Spielberg's main collaborator, and probably like one of the greatest composers like of all time. And uh, I was watching HBO has like a series where. Uh, I forget the name of the famous interviewer. Um, I want to say Chris Hayes, but uh, anyway, he interviews, you know, famous people and he was interviewing John Williams about his life's work and working with Spielberg. And he said something interesting that I thought you might appreciate it, given our discussions on longevity. He was, so he's 91 now. He's the oldest person to ever be um, nominated for a Grammy or for a uh, Oscar. Uh a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how, like, age 80 to 90 has been his best decade of life, just in terms of like appreciation for the world around him. And, um, so yeah, I, I, w- I was watching that the other day, and I thought, yeah, given our conversations on longevity, that was kind of an interesting little yeah. uh comment from someone like that. So,
1: yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I bet you his deadlift is not going up though, in absolute numbers,
0: probably not. Probably no, not.
1: But but uh uh it's pretty cool uh if you think about so he you said he's 90? 91, yeah. Yeah, so he was born in uh, 1930. Yeah. 1932. Think about that. So when you're a teen, an early teen, you've got those atrocities happening across the pond. I would assume he was in America at the time. Yeah, right? I, I, um yeah, so. yeah, and uh you're you know you're part of that uh that generation that started pumping out babies from the 1950s uh to uh, 1960 you were you know you were what in your mid 30s in the 60s again you and know, I talk about how fascinating it would be in, to be in America uh, as a, an adult during the 60s like holy cow right you think yeah. like woke ideology is is kind of interesting today oh man the 60s right um fascinating so again back to my point for john williams it's pretty cool that with all that stuff right that he's looking around between 2010 and 2020 going wow what a what an interesting last decade it's been you know what a fascinating last decade so that's pretty cool
0: yeah and just kind of the joy for life and like one of the the signature things about all of his uh compositions that I think is particularly relevant today is like there's um like there's there's like hope and jubilation and like you know uh one of the criticisms of all the recent attempts at Superman were like, oh it's Superman but dark. Uh what if Superman were evil? And like, no dude, Superman is is hopeful. There's you know so anyway, yeah. I mean just it's kind of an interesting like yeah kind of like you said for someone who's lived that long and you know to have gone through and seen the things that he saw and just where we are in our current state of history just to have that kind of um, perspective yeah I that was interesting
1: yeah there's uh there's not enough hey there's not enough uh stories about that or uh, like i've talked about before in in regards to the vitality model or the vitality concept of uh there's just not enough of those people around that are talking about those things you know yeah uh, moderate activity and uh being consistent and you know rhythmical relative to nature and being kind more than pessimistic it's just not a lot of those stories so yeah that's cool i picked up a word that you just mentioned on there though too probably can tie in back to our legacy component uh of uh signature right how how interesting that uh, the fingerprint of every human is so unique and different but how does that uh fingerprint uh, get expressed in a lifetime that matters anything whatsoever right and it is with your signature it's a signature component of john williams where you you know in a hundred years people will go back and be be like oh there's that thing in the music right yeah. and that only he could do that only he could do that so again that also gives hope to every human based upon a a signature component that you could impart uh, out there, you know, that may not be "quote unquote" meaningful to have impact, but it 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 is unique. It's super unique.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hans Zimmer is another one of my favorite composers. Yeah. But totally different, right? All, all right. in in a lot of, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, way more like you know, John Williams is like it's all handwritten. Um, Hans Zimmer is much more computer-based, dissonance, futuristic. I mean, I mean, he can do the classical stuff too. Yeah, but I mean, you, I mean, Superman versus Dark Knight, like literally. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I mean, and of course they have more of a repertoire than that. But even when Hans Zimmer did the Superman reboot with Henry Cavill, you could like sense it. But, uh, but yeah, just interesting how like those motifs and that signature of who that mm-hmm. human is, and what they've experienced, can kind of express itself over time and um throughout their work. So,
1: yeah, I can see we have to do a uh, a superhero connection inside of uh, philosophy fitness and philosophy you have to tie it in somehow i mean not like these are weak-assed individuals i mean these could be some models for us to to look at or sub models you know sub uh sub heroes you know uh, don't yeah. don't try to be superman but why not uh, why not go after some of the attributes and characteristics of uh, of it you know
0: yeah because they all have their own worldviews and you know i mean most of them are you know superman's an orphan and uh batman's an orphan and his parents were killed and you know spider-man's a puny high school nerd but like just their response to tragedy and yeah and what they do about it right yeah and that's an interesting conversation too right there like that plato remarked on with regard to fiction how is it that um i mean lies is too strong but literal untruths which is what fiction is can be inspiring
1: yeah right yeah exactly and can extract uh uh you know uh like a central point towards what is true or what to search for what to go after so you need to have those in order to go after something that you know providing something that's better well what is that you know yeah yeah i forget not for today not for today
0: i forget the uh who said the quote but it was uh artists use lies to tell the truth
1: yeah Something yeah like i don't know either but i've heard that before but
0: anyway yeah i, I digress but just interesting uh no I think. um yeah so quick things up front guys if you guys are like if you guys are liking the podcast leave us a review tell a friend share it around uh we have lots of t-shirts on t public with some uh new ones hashtag sissy fit for those who ones not, coming how,
1: One's coming. Yeah. I think you may have to provide an explanation down the road, either in like the text under T public. Um, oh yeah,
0: I put I put one in there, but yeah, oh, uh, Yeah, so uh, Sisyphus famously puts a ro- uh, pushes a rock up a uh, hill for all eternity, and apparently, all true fitness is just reducible to walking and lifting rocks. So you you have the two compared, or the two combined, and you have sissy fitness. So there you go.
1: Sissy fit. Hashtag. fit.
0: So this is something, uh, th- this, the series of concepts, you know, and there's not, there's not a Stanford encyclopedia article on ease. There's not a Stanford encyclopedia article on difficulty, but, um, increasingly as we've had these conversations, uh, it's, it's really prompted me to kind of think through these, these concepts. And it, it does tie back to, philosophy and there are you know philosophical quotes that I've included on this notion of ease and difficulty. but it relates to something we've been talking about constantly with you know, chat GPT and we don't need to work out anymore. and um, what does this all mean for like what we do now? you know the, the ease of food delivery, the ease of food making, um, the ease of not having to work? what what bearing do these facts have on who we are and what we should do with regard to our fitness and health? going forward. So I thought it'd be interesting to, to make our way through
1: that. Gosh. Yeah. Make our way through that. It's a, it's a tall order. Cause it, it does, as you just said, that opener, um, it does like envelop a lot of, uh, the stuff we discuss. Yeah. It does. Um, yes. Yeah, specifically to the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. adaptation, uh, what is efficient, what is efficiency, you know, Is striving for efficiency the goal, right? Because efficiency and business economics, efficiency and competency, efficiency and information gathering, like that's apparently it sounds real good. But what does that garner, right? When it comes to vitality and health, right? Where you have to, you know, I guess, push rocks at some point in time, right? Or you got to get tripped up at some point in time. So yeah, it it covers the gamut.
0: Yeah. And as you were saying, that made me think of something that's important for everyone to keep in mind is like both with regard to efficiency or ease, like we've talked about this notion of competing values before and like certain values are more important within different endeavors than others. So like a thing I'll routinely talk to people about is, you know, you know, people who will, uh, I've literally had this where like someone is complaining about, you know, $6 for Pasture raised eggs, but is wearing like a $2,000 watch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people being like, Oh, but cost, uh, never, never mind the fact that like eating at home is is far cheaper long term than, than fast food, but I digress. But th- the point being, kind of like you were saying earlier, if we take one value as the only thing, cost reduction, well, sure, we can do that, but that's going to come at the cost of the cost of health and societal stuff. So, like, in Eating, for example, it's not just cost. There's cost. There's health. There's performance. There's social traditions. There's uh, connection. So, like, it isn't just these one things. Similarly, with ease and difficulty, like and efficiency, it's a balance of these things. And then efficiency will be more relevant to manufacturing equipment than it will be to intimate conversations with your loved one. Do you yes. know what I mean? So these are these are all relative concepts that need to be balanced relative yeah. to what is being discussed. Yeah. Um so, yeah mm-hmm. um so let's just start off with you know as as always basic um dictionary definitions of the terms so what is ease uh well it's a little bit of a roundabout here because it's just taking us back to difficulty but the absence of difficulty or effort and then uh if you look up difficulty they just say well the state of being difficult so i just didn't you know did the definition of difficult needing much effort or skill to accomplish deal with or understand so this notion of effort skill striving strife um work so we're basically talking about more or less need for effort of one yeah i love
1: of. yeah i love the effort word um i wrote down under ease uh no effort and under difficult much effort uh, allows uh for me anyways to kind of uh, plant you know what the differences are on the two for what i i like to I use that word a lot in work and action and, you know, inside of all those things involves some form of effort or we talk about it for character, right? So the conversation on the obesity stuff or the judgment around that, right? And all the quagmire people get into in terms of it, you know, I always say, well, let's discuss the effort that's being placed inside the system first, then we can get to some conversation on those things that are down the line, right? I want to judge effort. That's how I want to, ju- I want to judge the effort on which people are trying to make a change for behavior or, or nutrition or et cetera. Um, so that, uh, yeah, that uh, it's a great word for me to use.
0: <clears throat> yeah. And just as you were saying that, uh, gosh, this is one of the things I love about these conversations. Yeah. Just stuff I didn't even think about, like as, as we're talking. Um, so I, I think I've mentioned this on previous podcast so in in philosophy of religion when they discuss the problem of evil there's this distinction between what's called gratuitous evil which is supposed to be evil that is so bad that you can really ever make up for it uh, that really doesn't have any redeeming value and non-gratuitous evil which would be like taking a test or you know giving birth and like oh there's a greater reward at the end but as you were saying that it made me think of that i think will be relevant to our conversation today with efficiency and ease and stuff like that this notion of gratuitous effort versus non-gratuitous effort so You know, I, I just had to, the other day I had to clean something up in, in, in my kitchen on the floor and like, it's a good thing that there is such a thing as a sweep brush that I use instead of my fingers to pick up broken glass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyone who would be like, no, you, you have lost the effort yeah. in meeting by not picking that up with your hands. No, yeah. that's gratuitous effort. And like, you, you've lost the point there. Yeah. But then there's non-gratuitous effort, like walking or perhaps making your own food and like this is the crux of the issue is like which of these things are you know and we've all experienced this in our in our school days right where a teacher would be like you know write such and such a thousand times and it seems like oh that's that's the gratuitous or you know mr miyagi wax on wax off and but maybe that is non-gratuitous um and the stuff that is worthwhile so i think that's important for people to keep in mind is there are some developments in efficiency and ease that are really good yeah really really good like we shouldn't yeah. be picking glass with our hands but at the same time like what are the things that we do still want to maintain some effort in
1: yeah yeah great it does uh it makes it more difficult but that's okay um i just i just thought of a uh, it put you can people could have a mind map now going in to say that there's not only this strict you know side of ease versus difficulty there's a continuum inside of there perhaps and there's maybe now a A vertical line continuum inside of that in terms of uh gratuity gratuity of higher or lower so you could you could splice it out Um, right so now you got two axis points happening that's my that would help that helps my mind on it
0: yeah I, i totally agree um so a couple important philosophical points to make up front In philosophy we talk about like this notion of um absolute versus relative concepts and ease and difficulty are relative concepts meaning that they only mean something in relation to other things similar uh to other relational concepts like taller than or shorter than brighter than dimmer than faster than slower than there is no real sense i mean now this is a claim someone could argue against if there's you know forceful enough um evidence to support it but there is no real sense in which something is absolutely or easy or difficult without reference to a context or a comparison.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no, in my opinion, there's no argument if there is context.
0: <laughs> meaning, uh, meaning like... Because that
1: person, person, that person, that person would, would get to indicate if it's easy or difficult.
0: You mean based on like their time and circumstances and things yeah. like that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. yeah. But I I, I, uh, I could see how it could be argumentative, like between you and I, of a specific context of something.
0: Right. Now, but here's here's kind of the central thing that gets back to all the stuff that we've discussed with relation to that point. So that's not just an abstract point. It bears a lot on what we discussed. So here's an example that should hopefully help people understand this. So obviously today, people in the health space, fitness space, nutrition coaching, what have you, well mcdonald's and grocery shopping are are ways and then way easier than growing and and hunting your food and in particular you know i think a lot of us you know in the health and fitness space would make room for yeah grocery shopping is easier but generally speaking if we're sticking to the perimeter and getting the healthy stuff like it's probably a good thing rather than not whereas mcdonald's and Dunkin' donuts and what have you not so much but then again farming which sometimes gets held up as this thing, um, of, you know, virtue and you know, they were building houses and tilling the land. Like that's very different than our revolutionary history. Yes. It involves a whole lot more effort on a day-to-day basis, but you get a lot more security and cooking food with fire is easier to consume and digest than not doing that. And mm-hmm. using tools to hunt for your food is easier than using your bare hand, bare hands and chewing food for just a few hours a day, as opposed to 10 hours a day is easier than, you know, that long-term thing. So, You know, this this thing that we have to watch out for that I have some quotes later on about is, uh, you know, bah humbug to kids these days, so to speak, which, you know, we've all we've all had at various points. I've certainly had it because at every single stage of the evolutionary chain, there is a very real sense in which we can say that whatever comes after is easier, less difficult than what came before. And this is a this is a feature not a bug of evolution we're designed to learn through experience we are designed to then transfer that to our community and our progeny um to advance things so it's a very interesting question how much or little of this should we should we allow
1: yeah i th- i thought about uh, technology as those uh hit points right that come into each of those situations like was there was a point in time where fire was the new <laughs> the newest form of technology you know and okay. they. And then it was lights, you know, so electricity, you know, made it, quote, unquote, easier, perhaps for multiple different living situations. But what did that ease provide, right? What did that ease provide with regards to circadian rhythm and the and the 300-year effort now of this rewriting back to circadian rhythm in nature, right? So that was easy, but what did it award us or what did it afford us, you know? So, yeah, I, I just caught, kept thinking about the technological points that came in there especially with your point that's come upcoming, but you know, with kids these days, you know, um, i.e. the the speed that we've consistently discussed, the speed at which this uh, connection to technology, i.e. let's just call it a computer or a machine, right? Um, Has been just so fast over just a couple of generations that I still think we're trying to deal with what is easy for what it's providing. And the difficulty, inside of like push-ups and lunges at a beach, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I'll call it for today. I wrote down the hard way. Like, is is the hard way worth it? You know, well it depends upon what you mean worth it. So yeah, that's what I thought about there is the is the technological changes that made those like bumps, you know. Um and what are those? And then uh, again coming back to the central thing we talk about is being able to in modernity mesh with the recognition of what is providing us ease right we got to mesh with the recognition of it i think if you recognize it then at least now you can be like listen i know that this is making it easier (laughs) but but i do know that i still need to do difficult things and i don't think people can get to there in their thought process unless they do the first recognition of meshing with the ease of things.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, and I, I think you and I are, you know, generally on the same wavelength about the, um, you know, just the worry about the rapidity of the way things are happening now. But a question I often come back to, you know, again going back to this relative concept notion is, you know, did humans with the, uh, the printing press feel the same way, and the invention of the light bulb and the computer is like you know, will, will humans a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now, look at, you know, the chat GPT development and be like, wow, I wish I could go back to the good old days where it was, you know, it was, it was so slow. Like, like we view the printing press now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I, I, I keep, think, I I keep, th- you know, I just keep thinking about graphs, right? And change. Yeah. And to your point, again, the uh, the printing press versus, you know, meta, <laughs> you know, like okay. <clears throat> just, I mean, you know, just think about the, the, the speed of progress, right? Crazy over, as I said, like two generations, right? Oh,
0: and I, I I, totally agree. And I think there's something, there probably is something absolute to it that isn't captured by the relative, although it's harder to quantify, but those graphs precisely rely on us being at this present time. Yes. If we expand the graph out a thousand years, what if this is like a little blip that looks slow? Exactly. Um, so it, it's just something I wonder about it. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't have an answer there, but just something I wonder about. Yeah um so as we've discussed before the world slash environment as humans first encountered it was a difficult place to live in in many ways uh, that required a a tremendous amount of skill effort um etc to adequately and survive in the environment necessitated walking running tremendous effort to kill prey survive harsh weather predators etc like one thing we've mentioned before it's not like people are like oh yeah you know what let me uh, let me make my life really hard and involve this much effort. It's like, no, the, the environment necessitated it. You yeah. either did it or you didn't. And if yeah. you, didn't, you didn't, you couldn't survive.
1: Yeah, do you uh, think that relatively it was difficult at that time?
0: So this is probably one of the most interesting things to me that I want to discuss today. Uh, I, I see a paradox uh, in a lot of ways. Um with the answer to that question in today versus back then so on the one hand there were a lot of things that trem- that were tremendously difficult in terms of like surviving harsh weather or a predator attack or what have you but as people have written about and this you may be referring to like there was a lot of play and ease and like you weren't working that much now things are so much easier
1: yeah
0: with regard to the acute stuff yeah and yet, living the way we should is more difficult. Yeah. So.
1: I just think about that. Uh, I just keep thinking about the mid-1800s, and this uh, woman, you know, at 20 years of age, has found a partner who has just finished uh, and survived, you know, half a million deaths and is moving across the country, you know, and has 15 attempts at making a child uh to to have 5 children and only 2 of those 5 make it you know I, I, you know i'm just trying to like dig into like the perception of what was difficult and what was easy back then and then you can go back further right to the concept like you mentioned of for that 18 year old uh 37,000 years ago in the new mexico plains uh what what was the perception of ease or difficulty then right. you know with regards to the tribe and the and the lessons and skills learned quote-unquote about survival yeah. about like this is your role this is what you will do this is what we do you know um without even the the uh the impeding information about what other people do because i think that's what adds to this like ease and difficult conversations today we have so much perception of what other people perceive as ease and difficult which again brings back to my challenge that i have of of uh pushing the hard way uh being the right way for a lot of people um it's it just makes sense to me it's not uh you know it just makes sense (laughs) that that they're like what why (laughs) why would you ever do that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I mean why I, would I you, why would you read that entire book <laughs> it's why the... would
0: you do things that are intentionally more difficult um yeah no I, I I agree and I think that's but that gets to precisely this point though is I think <clears throat> your reference to the fact that there's so much more choice um and the fact that we can see others doing this is precisely because environment no longer necessitates it on us because mm-hmm. successive generations have we are the only species in history as far as we know to the way i metaphorically put it is achieve escape velocity on the bounds of nature mm-hmm. and, and now of course we haven't fully done it there's plenty of stuff that yeah. still hits us but like compared to any other species that's lived far longer than we have you know alligators or what have you that are basically still doing the same alligator stuff yes um we have somehow found a way to make it so that the main selective evolutionary pressures of finding food and mating and shelter and all that other stuff that were you know kind of touch and go based on the weather and geography and now they're not and now you have choices about what what to do that you didn't previously have because the environment doesn't necessitate it
1: yeah yeah choices yeah all the choices
0: Right. And this is where, I mean, freedom, especially in um and, and freedom of choice is, uh, especially in Western civilization, held up as a like, awesome. Yes. Fantastic. Here we go
1: again. Here yeah. we go again. Right? Always come. It doesn't always come back to that, but it's like we ha- you have the freedom to choose. Yeah, those things.
0: But just as you were saying before with, uh, you know, and I think maybe this is the middle path to go is like recognizing that that has some benefits, but it has some drawbacks, just like. Yeah. Um, the ability to have light bulbs and not be robbed at night. Yay. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, disrupt collective disruption of circadian rhythm for like, you know, human populations and night shift working and eh, well, maybe not so much. So yeah. just having that recognition. Yes. Um, so humans to survive in their original environment and eventually different environments developed a number of ways to make things easier, whether it's tools or clothes, um, what have you. And in many ways, this was beneficent. You know, this is one of the things we've talked about. And yeah, there's, you know, malevolent corporations and what have you. But like a lot of times this is born out of like, yeah, I don't want to see another kid die or, um, you know, I don't want to see my friend or significant other die from like a bear attack, you know, like that's, that's what this is born out of. It's not out of like, yes, there are some instances of corporate greed, but like, uh, you know, surgery and other things like that. And like antibiotics, it's like, okay, we want to make these acute things that were killing our loved ones not happen as much anymore. Um, the, uh, uh,
1: the, yeah, it's not the central one, but you, you did hit on something that, uh, I have, uh, just been listening to, um, with regards to the appreciation and, and yeah, you and I, uh, had this back and forth text on the definition of life. Right. I think I think that that's a central point to it as well is uh, defining. I think what what I was saying from what you just said there, what I pulled from it was the appreciation for this rumination on what that means. Right. The appreciation like, well, what are we defining as not a life well lived, but like what are we defining as life? Right. And then what is the then then if we are defining it as that? What's the appreciation for that? What are the things that are inside of that that we, again, pull us so intently on discussing these things? And it is that what you just said is this like, gosh, we don't know. We can't really describe it super well, but like that in that article is like, a, you know, what 80 definitions or something of life, <laughs> you know, uh, but we sure shit know there's something innate in us that appreciates it you know, there's some deep appreciation around a life and an opportunity for a life and an opportunity for the experiences that we are having, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that just made me think of something else, um, in the sense of related to this ease and difficulty conversation and like ease potentially being a good thing sometimes, but not too much, you know, there's, there's a huge debate in, in, in medical ethics and, you know, within religion and philosophy about like, and we've talked about it before, you know, the, the uh i forget how you put it the original time uh waking up with an erection in the morning and then going for a hike and falling off the cliff uh but uh you know there there's there's lots of interesting discussions around well we don't want too much ease we, you know if, if someone's just a vegetable and like they're being fed through the tube and like uh, you know, they can't locomote anymore. Like, is, is that a life worth living anymore as well? So that, that, that type of thing related to life. Yeah. and uses, Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant
1: is like, it, it, it offers this big conversation on the appreciation of, of that scene of that person of still saying like, the issue is not necessarily what we should do about it and how we should regulate it or create laws around or et cetera. It is this conversation That permeates in the room amongst everyone is the appreciation of what we're all considering a life right an experienced life right as to what that means and the and the uh and that's why i give the uh, humorous end game (laughs) perspective the final day right like that that should be a book that's written a people to strive for how do you how do you strive to have a final day that's like that right and uh, and it wasn't it wasn't just an erection in the morning time. Oh, to, I,
0: I know. To it, I, but uh, I was trying to keep it somewhat PG thirteen. But I guess yeah.
1: It's be, it's being it's, it's the behavior linked to that
0: physiological state. You
1: can be in numerous positions. I'll just allow everyone's mind yeah. to go where they want to go with that.
0: At conscious state of homeostasis, or I guess perhaps lack of homeostasis that might turn into homeostasis. <laughs> oh man uh yeah brandon and i have joked before the
1: well one last time
0: yep (laughs) and to know it's your last time
1: Uh
0: brandon and i have joked at various points like there there are certain
1: (laughs) what's that (laughs) it's a a new definition of fracking
0: (laughs) um we both have like a series of conditions where like you know if this ever happens to either one of us like just take me to a local bridge yeah i'm 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 very much in that camp like the samurai sword like if i, if I can't uh locomote past a certain point like it's been real it's been yeah. a fun ride peace
1: <laughs> yeah i'm out uh i've said it numerous times take me behind the barn yep all the other stuff yeah
0: agreed um I don't so recommend like,
1: having that conversation around the family, by the way. Only peers and friends and yeah. co but uh I'd limit it.
0: Yeah, some someone who feels uh similar and can, can understand the
1: Yeah, the valor inside of that. Yes <laughs> can sense yes. The, the valor of it. The,
0: the honor inside of it. Yeah. Um so like we were saying before, what's unique about humans as opposed to other animals is again that we've kind of achieved this escape velocity. Um we've almost gotten And again this notion is interesting too what is it to be so good or too good at adapting to your environment you know i think of the uh the matrix quote from smith when he's talking to morpheus where he says uh i came to an interesting uh realization when i tried to classify your species you're not actually mammals uh, every mammal, you know, derives a, sura- a, a certain equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply like a like mm-hmm. a virus, mm-hmm. and you know until every natural resource is consumed. So, um, and I don't know. I mean, there may there may be uh, evolutionary biologists or others that can point me to maybe there have been some instances of other species just completely getting such a foothold in their environment where. There are no longer these selective pressures the same way, but I think what's happened with humans is is pretty unique. Oh yeah, it, it, no, it, it's, sure it's pretty are. unique.
1: Yeah, I could speak. I could speak to that for just some readings that I've done from those uh, biologists, and they would say the same. There's the there's the unique situations of examples where some species have done that, but yeah, humans have definitely uh, unique in that.
0: So it's almost again kind of it's it's almost this paradoxical question. It's like what do you do when evolution got so good at the thing it was trying to do that now the very thing it was trying to fight against is no longer a selective pressure. And in terms of pure survival and reproduction,
1: success. Yeah. Done. Yeah. It it brings us to the the coin term inside of that particular uh technical expertise is uh, an evolutionary mismatch is what we're what we're at
0: right but the interesting thing with that yeah exactly right but the interesting thing with that is it's an evolutionary mismatch and you i can imagine scenarios where there's an evolutionary mismatch because of some other force or a failure or something like that it's precisely because we've been so successful yeah 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 at at, at that endeavor of Uh survival reproduction that um now we are in the place that we are at um so whether it's you know well, we've got blue light. Well, now we get lack of sleep and food abundance and obesity and no need to walk and lift, lack of fitness and being sedentary. So we get these kind of flips, flip sides of things.
1: So uh, yeah, go dig a ditch. Right. Right. Uh, let's let's think about that one for. Uh... how nihilistic it may seem but you dig you dig your own massive grave that's a lifetime of digging it's like sissy fit it's it's hashtag sissy fit right see do you get that like it's the it's it's the work we have to come up with to just jump in over time you know yeah
0: and that's that's honestly where i think one of the most interesting discussion comes about that we've kind of had before but i can see it much more you know coming to bear in this talk is, you know, you look at that and you see a bit more in the way of like folly, nihilism, you know, absurd choice that type <laughs> of thing. I I see that. I also see the like, this is the first time in human history we've actually made the voluntary choice to engage in these activities. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways, so oh. there, there's almost whereas they were forced before, literally forced by nature before to do these things. Um you know is, is there something uh you know i I would use the term higher order and you know you might say, well, no, that's just folly and
1: well, I think like- it is yeah I, I like that I think it is higher order because higher order would assume awareness, right, so if you have a recognition and acceptance, you could do you what' I'm saying so the 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 dig in your grave for a whole lifetime um is not folly if you've recognized that this is where we are and you're extremely modern and you wear an Apple watch to determine how much work you're doing during the, decade, during the day, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I actually consider that higher order. That's why I consider uh, in my own mind, I consider the, the, the simplistic life higher order because inside of the simplistic life, it doesn't seem, it, you know, it seems like, well, it's so simple. So it could be deemed as folly just for my own language. And when I give off, but no, I, uh, as you know, underneath this, uh, this, uh, hoodie <laughs> of my, my two other hoodies, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know where I'm going with that.
0: Yeah. You're, you're making me think of the Shakira song underneath your clothes. You're, you're just saying underneath your clothes, you're an optimist. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, somewhere
0: yeah. in there, somewhere in the, uh-huh. uh,
1: Hard yeah idea. and I I'll t- I'll, uh, I'll prove to you that I am if you could see in the uh this this upper right hand corner here I purchased uh three uh Martin Seligman uh, books that I need to devour over the summertime as a goal for uh popular positive psychology um, on the conversation of optimism and pessimism and and vitality there's lots in there so yeah I'm still learning Still going there, but I'm still going to have a T-shirt by August that is going to be uh, grave digging with you know with a yeah. smile. You know,
0: look, man, I'm 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 increasing my HRV as I'm digging my own grave. Work, baby, work. work. Um, so yeah, no, I I agree with that, and I actually I think in addition to that, it's it's it. So I think part one is the recognition of like where we are and the fact that we've you know, um, you know we've got a <laughs> Do something, I suppose. But the other one is whereas in the past there was real no, there wasn't really a choice afforded. Now there is a choice. There yeah. is a choice between not doing anything and just complete, you know, kind of sitting around not doing anything. And that ease has produced difficulty. Yeah. The ease of not doing anything has yeah. made it difficult to do, even more difficult to choose. The hard stuff so to me there almost is a little bit of a higher order virtue in that insofar as like now that we have the real choice between not needing to do anything and choosing to do something we can you know make that second choice yes
1: not. yeah yeah which creates a, a perfect separation of people the willing and the unwilling yeah the last uh-huh, the rest, we got I'll it all marxist movement towards that for free <laughs> movers <laughs> Separate the people, create mob violence, <laughs> neutralize the opposition. <laughs> oh, my, you know, oh my. I, you must know I have the handbook, right? I got the Stalin handbook as to how to make it work.
0: Yeah, yeah. OPEX Russia and OPEX North Korea.
1: Hey, you continually say it as a joke, but it becomes less funny over time the closer we move to it.
0: Yeah. We got we to get the t-shirt.
1: No, we got to get the business, dude.
0: <laughs> on the ground. We got to get a mole inside. Is it Pyongyang? I think yeah. it's
1: Pyongyang. OPEX North Korea. And somehow we got to fit a little small eye in there. So people will just be call it Oink. <laughs> oh, man. So good. I am a marketing genius.
0: Yeah. No one, no one over in North Korea will know what "oink" mean because they don't know.
1: Well, exactly. Well, they they don't. They would. I don't think they're they're allowed to learn
0: English. English, So yeah. Yeah.
1: For example, they never read Animal Farm.
0: Right. But but for those who are in the know,
1: they will know. Yeah, because that that would be the the idea, right? Hope you hope you got that. It's got. It's the standing on the 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 final scene, right? The pigs standing up on hind legs, organizing the humans. Right. Oink. <laughs> that's awesome. That so awesome.
0: So there are a couple uh got our
1: pat ourselves on the back every now and then, you know? Yeah.
0: No, I mean we I mean keep coming up with shirt ideas pretty much every episode. So. I mean sissy fit dude was genius in our minds. I wish I could say we could take credit for that, but that's from a uh a comic that hopefully don't come to us for but uh yeah but a know. lot
1: didn't pull that from the comic though i don't think it's true yeah that's true
0: we're using it for our own uh, that's literally i mean if you want to talk fitness and philosophy like that's come on now i know futility, it's deep it runs deep the futility the absurdity the walking the
1: lifting rocks the philosophy. sunshine it's the full full package yeah androgynous person yeah androgynous. why is it all in yeah right yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Did you ever see the SNL skit on uh, woke jeans? No. I'm going to send it to you after okay, this. It's, thank it, you. It, 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 speaking of androgynous, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Don't worry, folks.
1: We'll have it in the show notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so some famous uh, philosophy quotes about ease and difficulty that I thought, you know, these are just things that I, I, I come back to every once in a while just to kind of challenge my own beliefs about whether it's chat GPT or social media, just, you know, wondering like, do we all kind of fall victim to bah humbugism as at a certain point? Uh, I will also give credit where credit is due. Uh, for those who may know, uh, James, I'm not sure if you ever read this, but uh, John Wellborn for a while had the Talk to Me Johnny series and uh, uh, the blog series, and one of his articles was in response to it was like a high school football coach who was you know kids these days and da 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 da. So like the two first quotes that he put in there were these were these from Plato and Socrates. Uh, so uh, that's Solid. I had heard these before, but that's kind of where I got yeah. them from. So first one's from Plato. So what is, this is so again? This is like two thousand plus years ago. Okay, so like keep keep this in mind. And the only reason we don't have the stuff from ten thousand plus years ago is like writing <laughs> didn't exist, right? So it's it's not that people haven't been saying this it's just that you know now we actually had writing. so what is happening to our young people? they disrespect their elders they disobey their parents they ignore the law they ride in the streets inflamed with wild notions their morals are decaying. What is to become of them two thousand plus years ago Socrates, the children now love luxury they have bad manners, contempt for authority they show disrespect for elders and love chatter in place in place of exercise I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even do the uh, double take on that one on the exercise I didn't notice that initially um. Wow. Okay. Children are now tyrants, not the servants of their household. They no longer rise when elders enter the room. They contradict their parents, chatter before company, gobble up dainties at the table, whatever that means, cross their legs and tyrannize their teachers. And then lastly, uh, this was from a, um, a piece I was reading on Hume the other day from the Notre Dame philosophical reviews. Hume admits that the abstruse philosophy contained in the treatise, which is his most important work, is unlikely... To be well received in an age wherein the greatest part of men seem agreed to convert reading into an amusement, meaning like they're not doing anything serious; they're like joking around, and to reject everything that requires any considerable degree of attention to be comprehended. Have any of you out there listening heard anything similar in our day and age? Gosh, so I I think I think this is worth like
1: unequivocal to the test of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: sorry, go ahead. Um, so I think on the one hand, I do think there's something important to the notion of like, you know, the wisdom of those who've come before you and have had experience and like, there is, you know, there is truth to that. Um, but there is this issue that we all have to contend with of like bah humbugism and kids these days and their newfangled music and, you know, get off my lawn itis, uh, so to speak, you know, people have been complaining about kids these days and walking 80 miles in the snow uh, barefoot to get to school when they were kids for as long as they've been kids and parents. So, you know, whether it's the development of quantum mechanics where, you know, Kuhn famously said, uh, Thomas Kuhn famously said, like, in order for quantum mechanics to succeed, the older generation just needs to like die off essentially with like their old views and stuff. So I think this is worth bearing in mind for the discussion within fitness of we want to hold two ideas in mind. We want to, you know, wisdom of the elders, wisdom of experience, those who have come before, but also wondering and questioning ourselves about like how much of that is like, you know, again, Bahambugism.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, I thought of uh, Thomas Sowell's uh, conflict of visions as the same like splitting pieces in here for the 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 vision and the view that people have, like with their temperament of like, how to live their life and what they should look at. It, it splits, uh, you know, the, the traditionalism with progressivism, it c- splits conservatism with liberalism in the, in the, depending upon people's definition of it, the tragic versus the utopian, right. And trying to find that nice balance between um, holding on to what, you know, is still could be arguably considered some of these basic things and used to use the language for today, these basic things that, should continue to be difficult uh but also accepting that on the pathway of making those things and and pursuing the difficulty the the entire goal that some want to talk about i guess half the audience want to talk about it it creates ease it creates easiness over time so i see that that break there or the sorry the the differences in opinions and differences in uh in views and what soul calls visions, like this deep embedded vision that people have as their, as their priority in in all discussions, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess to now to turn to, uh, ease difficulty and fitness, you know, a number of interesting questions here. Um, one thing I thought of, as you were saying, um, you you know, what, what you were just talking about with, uh, Thomas soul and, you know, this, this kind of, uh, different axes and things like that is um you know in an environment where we no longer need to do these things you know like you were saying earlier the hard way is something we tend to be proponents of so there's there's difficulty that we're introducing but there's also like you know the opex method for example is difficulty but with a certain degree of ease in the sense of like we don't want to smash ourselves on rocks Mm -hmm. you know we want to okay, you walk 30 minutes, walk 35 yeah. minutes tomorrow and like yeah. five pounds today, and seven and a half pounds, uh, tomorrow. And just, so it's, it's, it's interesting, this, this balance between like, you want a challenge, yeah. but you want just enough of a challenge that you can adapt and not, not too much and, you know, not, not seal fit, fit and all that, all that type of stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, I think of, you know, our words that we use like incremental normalcy, trumps the big wave of norman you know uh, perform for performative right and and uh the big like ah, the big wave of intensity and then there's a downside to uh the words like consistency right the words like um you know yeah because i described that too in the max physical potential right which i i i don't discuss as much anymore honestly because i'm exhausted about trying to like make sense of it so now i'm just in my room you know trying to create better language of it so i could just like throw it out and let people decide for themselves what i mean by that so i use you know 30,000 sessions as a starting point that most humans could understand right it's like oh well that's a good starting point also you know if it's if it's 30,000 are you like to your point you know smashing with the hammer every day most people when they just like ruminate with 30,000 in a lifetime they they just see yeah there, there's difficulty in each session but it's an incremental normalcy difficulty. It's a difficulty that based upon where you are moves you. And this is where it gets intricate, just slightly further forward than where you were, you know? So it comes down to, I guess, in your point there, uh relative difficulty or relative challenge, right? You know, relative, relative challenge. And, um, uh, Yeah. And then and then weighing out like, well, where do you land on how that how that can move at what speed, you know, to each individual, to the system, to the collective, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, it's also super interesting, too, in the regard that, like, in the past, nature would force the challenges and either the physical organism was up to it or they weren't.
1: Yeah, because I don't think you can lean on the, the, I would say quite possibly the past 20 years perspective on looking around going, we really need to work harder every day. Like, you know, I, I'm, I don't, I don't lean as hard onto that just to clarify what I mean by like, you know, I think things need to be difficult. I'm more of a proponent of, uh, thinking first prior to the difficult, uh, uh, prescription for yourself. Yeah, um, I definitely, you know, would be bigger on as opposed if I was to like put uh, this camp over here, right? That's like, you know what? We're lazy, we're obese and shit's easy. So we got to, you know, what's the prescription? Steel fit, right? Why? Because it's hard and hard things help you learn and you can't get through without, you know what I'm saying? And I, I definitely don't sit in that camp. I definitely sit in a, well, let's contemplate first for a bit uh let's have some discussion on if you are going to partake in this this i would call it the the hard way is retraining behaviors you know the the hard way is the hard way is the long way right so think about that you know that may tie in my my message or language here to our, our previous point the hard way and difficulty is long right it's it's not short and acute and like performative it's it's elongated you know so by the end you're like oh that was an easy life but it was full of difficulties
0: right but not you know going back to our conversation about gratuitous versus non-gratuitous we might say that well maybe not like probably would say that seal pit and things of that nature are gratuitous difficulty for the sake of difficulty as opposed to yeah because
1: it's an unnatural war you're putting people into an unnatural physical war right and it's, it's funny, we don't even, we don't even, because of emotions and good reason, right? We don't recollect on that, right? We don't like, oh, what's the physical and cognitive health of 150,000 soldiers at 32 years of age post-Vietnam, right? So, oh, we're not doing that in our exercise program. Okay, you're not, but it's the same physical shit for 12 years. So there's this, you know, the... We did. We we think that that's difficult, which it kind of is. But under the definition, when we tie in the totality of thirty thousand sessions and what we mean by vitality, I would agree on this particular point. We've got to clearly define for each individual uh, what relative difficulty and the length of it is.
0: Yeah. And to clarify something you said before that this this uh may become a t-shirt, you were saying that the way is long and hard, not not short and soft, correct? Okay. Just just wanted to just wanted to clarify that. Listen,
1: you gotta tie in the last day, the final day. Yeah,
0: you gotta tie it in.
1: All right? The final straw.
0: Um but yeah, going going back to um that that point and what we were saying before, it's it's interesting now because again, with this whole this fact we have to contend with the, with the environment not necessitating difficulty anymore. You know, before again, it was either you could hunt for your food, or you found someone who could hunt for your food, or like you didn't make it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: now we can make more controlled linear progression difficulty for each person that doesn't. That's not so much like you're going to die if you if you know if the environment if you don't work up to what the environment requires of you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I think the interesting thing in your wording there is we are, we make difficulty.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Th-
1: that, that's, the, that's my central conundrum is like, w- w- you know, if the intentions are that we're coming up with this, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're making it right. That's again, it has to be a recognition and acceptance of it. And then I think you're off and going. I really do think that people yeah. are off and, and can, can make it happen.
0: Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the conundrum. I mean the 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 past fact that we have to contend with is the following: none of us chose to be born into the current situation that we have—a relative abundance that was decided by our parents and ancestors and you know all the rest of them—and that's what won out. The future fact that we all have to contend with is just a fact for the most part, with a big old asterisk. Barring a zombie apocalypse or nuclear apocalypse, it isn't going to change. It's just going to get easier.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So. And yet, and then third fact, there are certain, you know, aspects of physiology that we have, whether it's, you know, going to the bathroom or eating or locomoting. So what do we do? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, then we're off to the races.
1: Yeah. Gosh, I think of, uh, I think of uh, dating today as an interesting point of like, like dating online and dating in the technological age and like finding a partner, in the technological age, I find lots in there that are extremely fascinating. In this, in this area, right of, you know, uh, parasocial relationships, um, you know, uh, emotions and feelings and images, as opposed to like the actual tactile sense of a relationship. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like so much inside of there in the same topic, right? Right. The ease of finding a partner right i'm not saying that it is easy but the ease of finding a partner the the uh the perception of ease of finding a partner it's just like you can't see me on i'm on video but i'm just swiping right and uh, think about the difficulty you know let's call it i don't know i always try to find a generation <laughs> or a time that doesn't doesn't hurt people's feelings 1910 to 1920 all right and you're and you're 22 years old okay okay sorry 29 is a huge you know, issue with the banks. Anyways, up to 1928. Um, you know, and just think about that, the difficulty of finding a partner, right? And where we are, Yeah, I, there's so much inside of that. That's where my mind goes on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think there are tremendous parallels where, you know, sometimes it it can seem as though there's more relative ease in the sense of like, you know, direct access via apps and things like that, but yet far more difficult because, you know, there's the paradox of choice and it's, it's superficial and it's not do you know what i mean like with yeah. with uh, you know yeah uh, for sure you, you don't um and and like we mentioned i think it was last time with uh with with the beauty episode with you know depending on the generation you're talking about like just having access to those in your community and not seeing what either you know a male supermodel or a female supermodel looks like and now that changing your notions of beauty and
1: um or the opposite and you're only inside of that community right Right. and it changes up your perspective of difficulty or ease you know right yeah you you, you possibly might move further away from these basic quote-unquote biological principles of mating and reproduction and survival
0: yeah and i mean i guess i guess there wasn't i mean generally you know the way you know have that in the past was you know by talking to someone and interacting with them i suppose you know there was letter writing for a time and things yeah, like that yeah you for could, sure you could, yeah. you could say things like that but you know that was that was days or weeks that wasn't you know
1: that's right yeah
0: so but then then again there's there's going to be the you know there's going to be the uh bah humbug dude from the hunter gatherer you guys get to write letters that's you right. know what i mean that's, that's right that's, that's the interesting
1: thing so for sure for sure just give me a second sure
0: So I think really that, I mean, you know, there's plenty of stuff we could discuss here, but I think the main thing really to discuss is, um, you know, what, what do we do given these, these facts? Um, and I, I, you know, speaking of fitness and philosophy, I actually see quite a parallel now between fitness and philosophy that I didn't quite see before, didn't quite see in the same way. We've talked about how, kind of the job of philosophy is never done because what constitutes justice 2000 years ago is different than what constitutes justice now i mean there's there's parallels but there's there's new questions like yes. what do we do with you know deep fakes and ai plagiarism and stuff like that there are questions that perpetually need to be asked and answered with regard to you know is a Campbell soup can beautiful is it not and you know justice and truth and beauty and stuff like that so similarly for fitness, in many ways, the project of the health and fitness industry today, and probably going into the future, is to give us some sort of connection back to our innate biological practices and rhythms that have been lost due to an environment that none of us actively chose to exist in. And that's going to perpetually change. What the job of is what the job is of the health and fitness industry today is going to be related to, but different from what it is in 20 years from now when there's, you know, chat gpt 1000 and robots and whatever else there happens to be so it's this pet- perpetual reimagining or reconstituting of like now that we have access to these new things what do we do to maintain some connection to bi- our biology
1: yeah yeah I immediately uh you know immediately think that i really need to get uh you know, uh, a fundraising going to allow me to be a director of a of a film that creates all of these futuristic endeavors of physical fitness, and it's satirical, really, because it it would just be a it, it'd be it'd be fascinating for us to to pull in our knowledge of you know what pulled people into the concept of the Matrix and. Um, uh, Not tenant, but uh, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio multiple live, multiple depths of? Inception. Inceptions, like the bring this in, because I immediately went to, you know, just just putting on things and having a having a, a lamp, you know, connected to someone's skin so they get their adequate, you know, perfect exposure. And these are lamps that are like created that are like next generation level lamps that give you just the right amount they also know when to go off because there's feedback from your skin to the light, you know, it's just, you know, and the, the kid, you know, has the glasses on and is actually doing shit in the jungle. And then there's like contractions of an exoskeleton suit that gives them the perspective. Do you know what I'm saying? And then they just take off the glasses and take off the suit and the lamp goes off. And then they go out to this really dark blade runner, 2049 existence. Right. You know, like that that's immediately where my brain goes as to what and how, um, you know, how we can offer, you know, what, what do we offer in the current, in, in the, in the current place for a lot of the unconscious movers, right? Because a number of people, uh, are, are doing that intentional work and activity, but in my opinion, with, with the, the wrong intentions, not in, jumping over this idea that, uh, not even getting to that point recognizing we have to somehow make it difficult and tie into our biological innate things while recognizing that when you open the door and walk out there there's a shit ton of pollution there's a shit ton of issues and that's just that's just where we are
0: right and what do you do as you know things get progressively more easy in one sense in the sense of like there's this constant pull in the opposite direction to
1: uh just make the tech more exciting for the for the the fake biological endeavor that that kid was partaking in with the glasses and suit and i actually i shouldn't i shouldn't partition the glasses in the suit i mean this the exoskeleton suit that we came up with has all of it even it doesn't even have doesn't need the lamp it has all the sensors right you put on you put on the suit it like increases your hydroxy vitamin d you know over time because of the shit that's in the suit right
0: Well, that's an interesting one too yeah because i was thinking about yeah i was thinking about the suit the other day and i I don't even know the extent to which this is physiologically possible it it may be but you know i was thinking you know of course i don't want to make a a full-on prediction because who knows what is going to happen in 102 years 100 200 years 300 years from now it's still the case with however much progress we've made with technology bill gates jeff bezos doesn't matter richest person on earth they still need to be the one to eat the healthy food. They still need to be the one to locomote. They still need to be the one to get their butt in bed to sleep. They still need to be the one to de-stress. There's nothing else that can do that for them. Yeah. And right now. I, I want, I, well, yeah, but I, I, I wonder. I wonder the extent to which, um, you know, maybe the exoskeleton with fitness. Although, I'm maybe you tie some other being up to you to eat for you and nurse you. I, I don't know. But like, we're we're a pretty long ways off that one i feel like that effort involved of uh like you still have to no matter how rich you are you can pay someone to watch your kids you can pay someone to drive you anywhere you can pay someone to paint your house but like all of the things that are necessary for health and fitness you still have to be the one to do yeah for now
1: yeah yeah i totally agree the sad thing is is that inside of all of those you know uh crazy groups of biohackers is probably a plethora of information that would give us uh, a better timeline, actually, as to what's in place for what we need to, what we need to quote-unquote fake do. Like, you know, uh, fake the fake the action and fake the contractions and really make us think that we're like climbing a mountain or really make us think that we're walking outdoors or really make us think that we're digging something or doing some manual labor, right? Um, there's probably some pieces inside of that group that we have disdain for, but actually we're going to have to partner up with and say, Oh, well, um, I know you guys have been, you know, crazily investigating this for uh, a past little while. How do we, uh, how do we create, you know, the right kind of intentions inside of this relative to what we have to deal with here? Cause not everyone has access to, um, to maybe the things that are necessary for that. But I, I then, I then, you know, fall back on, I agree with you on the timeline, no doubt. But, you know, uh, and I also agree that we probably can't make great predictions uh, for the future. But, you know, just back to what you said earlier, you know, there was probably some people who thought that was uh, crazy in the 70s to discuss some of the things that computers were going to be possible of doing in 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 actually their lifetime, you know, like 40 years later and they're like. But, you know, you can write an article with a computer, you know, you know, (laughs) it's like, you know, Uh, so, yeah, it gives me pause to because I keep thinking about my girls, right, my children and, and, uh, and um, they're and my great and my great, my grandkids, you know, my girls, uh, you know, reproducing and let's just try to create a timeline here, you know, it's like 30 years 30 years you know i may have no, i'm not gonna be alive in 30 years so we'll say 25 years <laughs> 25 years um you know my kids gonna have. yeah they will have kids yeah, so 25 years and just thinking about what is what's gonna be what's gonna be proposed as a life to live that's difficult for them you know i keep thinking about that and i keep i do go quickly more so to the quasi exoskeleton suit um just because of the generations, <clears throat> how deep generations will be on, on people's perceptions of life and people's perceptions of physical activity in life, you know. Um, one thing that we jumped over, sorry to sidewind it, that we want to maybe we could just ask her can come back to is, is something that Daniel Young and I discuss a lot on Fitness and Youth uh, podcast is um, where, where uh, youth physical sport comes in and how sport you know if it's seen in the uh the ambitious positive atmosphere of you know physical expression for young people right caveat i don't see it that way <laughs> but if it's seen in that light as an option you could see how it could be beneficial to the human race right the the option of physical expression for young people right in groups with progression with skill attainment outdoors nature like there's a lot of lot of things that could be seen as positive to that um so that's something too that uh that uh we we kind of jump through jump through there because there you know there's there's lots of difficulty quote unquote in the participation inside of young minds getting into a sporting situation yeah. right and but and and the, you know there's argument on the intentions behind that but if the intentions are positive in terms of, you know, being outdoors, kicking a ball, having fun with your friends and then recognizing there's some difficulty in that losing, getting tripped up, balls taken from you, etc You know, there is some good argument in that and carryovers to uh, physicality and Im- embedded biological physicality, right? Because we created that. Our society created these sporting endeavors, Um that uh you know moved from the colosseum and death <laughs> into like you know um you know kicking a ball around safely
0: yeah no i th- i think that's a great example and a great connection to what we're talking about today i mean i think we would both probably say and correct me if i'm wrong but within sports there is a whole set of non-gratuit non-gratuitously difficult Things like the ones you were mentioning, you know, getting tripped up, losing a game, um, learning the the benefit of, like, putting in, you know, hard work and skill practice to, like, eventually learn something.
1: Hierarchy.
0: Yeah, hierarchy. Hey,
1: that's a real big eye-opener for young people. That's important, right? You're not the best.
0: Right. Like, you know, uh, well... I mean, I'm only referencing it just because there's more of a clear belt system than there is in like soccer or something like that, although there's similar things, but like, you know, you don't go into a dojo and say, yeah, well, totally. I want I wanna, I wanna yeah, to totally. mess with a black belt. Um, but, but we could also say um, there is, and I certainly experienced this as well growing up, there is uh, within the context of sport, either culturally or historically or however you want to characterize it, there's a lot of. Gratuitous difficulty like hey you know go run suicides and uh you know do a bunch of laps because you disobeyed me and hey we're gonna do a bunch of burpees just because you know we're gonna seal fit you know we're gonna yeah. we're gonna tough we're gonna toughen you up yeah. difficulty for the sake of difficulty mm-hmm. which again you know there sometimes can be something to that but sometimes it veers in the other direction so yeah I think that's a really interesting connection yeah, yeah. um by the way I was going to say you are definitely going to live more than the next 25 to 30 years. What we need to do is we need to, um, uh, if, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forget the article where, where they were saying this, but they were referring to that, uh, that, that dude who does like that. We sent the articles and the videos back and forth about like, you know, the, the, the vegan who was doing all this hyper longevity stuff. What we need to do is make you a pasty sarcopenic, uh, you know, like, like, like this dude, and uh, you'll live to 150 years old.
1: Oh, I mean, that's the pathway, you know, I'm, I'm that's weaning. the way the light the
0: truth. Yeah. So I'm
1: weaning as we, as we chat.
0: So, uh, and I think we, I mean, we can discuss this a bit more, but I think another interesting question that we, we talked about a bit earlier was kind of this, this folly discussion, right? So like, what is the appropriate response to this new situation of ease that none of us actively chose to live in? And we agreed like, Manufacture difficulty struggle effort strife etc and then we can ask well is riding an air bike or you know lifting dumbbells folly it could be or is it precisely the right response to the given circumstance you know yeah
1: yeah i think uh i'll just hit on those words and maybe it'll be different as i go through it but uh i think recognition uh recognition fixes it all you know so I think there is a place for, uh, you know, especially, you know, humor also, you know. So give my my youngest uh, Chloe an example that all of her friends and herself uh, have electric bikes because uh, it's a group thing. You know, if you're not aware of that as a parent, you can't. Uh... Anyways, it's still the case where, well, she Wait. she's got one, so I got one. Wait, she has an e-bike? Oh, yeah. After... <laughs> after everything we've discussed. Oh yeah. And no, she and this this'll bring it all together is that okay. uh this is even post like all the the joking that we have about it. This is like uh you know well Hannah and I for example uh went and played uh pickleball um with my t-shirt on but but my, my whole thing here is that Chloe finds the whole notion of e-bikes like the ease of it as humorous. So you see, what I'm saying she so it's it's seeping into even a 14-year-old mind of this concept, right? Like, yeah, isn't it? You know, this is what humans do. We make stuff, right? We we may and and the Instagram photo on my new e-bike, right, even takes it to a whole different level. It's 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 performative art that that is is making the whole situation humorous right but on the remember on the back end you know chloe and i do weights once a week together she plays soccer four times a week she does a conditioning training session do you see what i'm saying so it's it's a there's a balance but but it's the recognition in her young brain though that i would say and the humor it's it's a combination of the two of them i think you know because uh her parents or sorry her friend's parents don't find my t-shirt funny <laughs> do you see but but do you see that there right inside of that they haven't moved even past the first point of the recognition they really think that e-biking is a is a satisfying physical activity do you see what i'm saying so there's this like uh uh stage process that i think is the balancer between what you're proposing they're like this like uh you know smirking doldrums of folly <laughs> um and uh and moving forward right and uh i i still am like hard you know <laughs> i'm not i don't i'm not moving significantly forward in that because i i see a lot of like you know uh unconscious you know mediocrity unconscious you know humor but still they 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 don't they can't hold their own in a conversation of the biological principles like like still having to do physical contractions that you willingly participate in that are difficult <laughs> so yeah
0: i don't currently wear any sort of like apple watch or wearable but if i did when you said that chloe had an e-bike and that you played pickleball with hannah with your shirt on it would have said that i was an aphid like, <laughs> like just wait, just wait
1: isn't that such higher order though no, to my that point is. but like it's like it you, we're, we are quote unquote captured inside of it so the only way through Again is to not is like a, is like my girls we can go on that road too to just to shake up, really put you into uh, uh, issues, uh, which probably wouldn't be as much, but um, their access to social media, right? You know so you know, and we can go into a number of different lanes, you know right um, but but that that but again, if there's recognition inside of it, we'll use the social media one as an example, right? Um, as I said before, or maybe not on this podcast, I think we talked about it a lot in fitness and youth and I have talked about it in terms of the, um, sex binary conversation of uh, characteristical diff- characteristic sex stereotype, characteristic differences in, in fitness and relations, um, <clears throat> is, uh, you know, it's got, it's got to do with, uh, the, the recognition as an example that I talked to Chloe about. What are the political things that are going on in a young person's brain with regards to regulation of TikTok today? Like it is important for me to have that discussion with my child, right? In an, in in an adult to child conversation, not with the like the cudgel, right? Of like China, you know, it's like, listen, you need to know. So if I have more of those conversations, right? Like, how are you influenced? How do you feel after seeing that? What are your perceptions of what this means to you, right? What do you think people's other perceptions are of you inside of that? Like these are the conversations you have to have. It's my whole point going back to like the e-bike, right? If there's recognition and humor inside of it, I think we could somehow move forward. albeit still if those other things are taking place, I'll use the social media one. we still have to have supper time conversation right with no phones for whatever 45. You see my point like and that, I'm trying to give that an analogous example to you know us lifting weights a couple times a week. you know what I mean? That's that's real. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no I agree with a whole lot of that and I'm I'm only saying this half jokingly but um like literally what you're advocating for is us being the hipsters of fitness. Like in, in the sense yes. of like doing doing things ironically yes. like with that recognition with that that meta that meta like aspect. There's like the person who rides the e-bike with no recognition, or why am I making a dumbbell? <laughs> uh person riding the e-bike with no recognition, and then the person riding the e-bike, like, I realize this is, you know, yeah. you know, stupid. stupid. Or
1: yeah. Yeah, illogical. <laughs> yeah. But I think it becomes higher order when you troll yourself on it. It I really think it is. Um yeah and there's something in that though too right of of uh probably the characteristic that we like to have in people of being vulnerable and laughing at themselves right laughing at themselves in the current modern situation i think is it leads to a lot of uh a lot of growth now uh yeah i guess that then splits it it's not necessarily puts it on the continuum of ease and difficulty but i hope people heard in that language there's still this there's still, you know, imposed pieces of difficulty that that are inside of that life. Yeah. You know right. I mean. You know, like like uh, we'll use Chloe again and we'll use uh, a growing brain, right? So uh, she can't use, which she probably could, I don't even want to say it out loud in case the universe starts throwing shit at her, but chat GPT-4 when it comes out to like do a bunch of homework, Right. No, there's, you know, there's a dedicated time in our house post school where there's dedicated time to complete what needs to be completed for that. And there's no, there's no jumping over hoops or escaping it. It's hard work. You can get my point, right? There's difficulty in, in what needs to be done there for those particular things. There's chores, there's physical right. stuff around, you know? So I think if that still is a part of it, I think it allows again, this upgraded recognition, that the, you know, but humor, right. <laughs> Which I'm from the new generation, by the way, uh, you know, for any listeners out there that have young kids, like if there's a generation that could find a way to quickly recognize and then to quickly make humorous, it's this generation. Like they, <laughs> they are funny as shit with regards to the accessibility to how to make things funny. Um. Not as easy making fun of themselves, but (laughs) but just just poking fun, right? Because of the meme generation, right? The just the opportunity to make it make it funny. Uh, I won't go into a story, but you could just imagine how my uh, my daughters and I had had some fun with regards to washing dishes, like manually washing dishes and seeing the dishwasher right right next to where you manually wash dishes, (laughs) right? I'm not sure anyone's picking up, but there's a tremendous humor in that. <laughs> right. Tremendous humor. Uh, anyways, I found it really funny. But uh, but that's the way through, I think recognition and humor.
0: I like that. And then, I mean, another interesting thing that uh you know I think is worth thinking about is like as you get these um you get increasing ease in certain areas. You can get increasing difficulty in other areas. So while it's true that in the past hundred years, there's been a tremendous amount of ease that the environment has now imposed upon things that were, that used to be difficult, you know, moving through space and getting your own food and uh, what have you. There's been a tremendous increase in you know, the difficulty of intellectual things that people have to tackle. Um, Like tremendous increase. I mean, look at literacy rates for like all of human history. So it's it's interesting how, and, you know, there've been discussions like when the calculator first came out and the computer and like, it'll be interesting going forward with chat GPT and other things. Like we've now offloaded some of this difficulty here. What other thing comes in its place to you know still have difficulty now of course what what we were mostly talking about was difficulty with regard to fitness and health but my point in bringing that up is that as you know with regard to fitness and health as there's been more ease introduced by in the environment with regard to things that were previously difficult for fitness and health there's been a corresponding increase in difficulty for intellectual endeavors and just thinking through like long-term what does that mean and how do those get balanced out so
1: yeah and they probably somehow like overlap is causative correlative too you know like yeah. the, this proposed you know amount of information and then this like back uh sorry at, you know ask backwards kind of approach like well we probably should you know up our game with regards to our learning and our capabilities of learning and you know, we got to be as in different ways. You know, as fast as the machine. You know, uh, you got to download all the stuff, sit in your seats, load it all in. You know, so I probably, yeah, I, I'd see that like connection. You know, based upon that, um, and you do make me uh, for another time contemplate a hell of a whole lot. I think on my own on the that concept of um, what's inside of the pressures. For the the intellectual and cognitive potential of people, right? Let's take the physicality outside of it, right? And just break, you know, Descartes this thing and just cognitive intellect, brain only, right? Like, you know, what what is the what's the storybook for that? For uh, this whole same thing, like, what what is difficult, right? Relative to what you and I talk about, are these uh, these limits and and uh, finite capabilities of knowledge acquisition, you know, like what, what is that? Uh, 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 and where does ease and difficulty fit in there? You know, and to your point, I think I would agree that we've been stretching it hard, like really stretching it hard. And where has that got us as a whole collectively. Right. Uh, you know, so, um, thank you for that. Uh, it's a great kind of perspective as to maybe classifying a couple of different areas. Right. Um, psychologically, biologically, and sociologically, and then saying, you know, how about ease and difficulty for each of those three arms and approaching it in that way, you know, because previously I just spoke about if there's recognition and humor inside of the social aspect that includes the biological, right, then maybe we can move forward. But to your point, um, the, the psychology, you know, if we're classifying that for cognitive you know, enhancement, and back to our point we discussed before of rad, radical cognitive enhancement. How does that tie into this folly exoskeleton suit? <laughs> where, where does that you know? If you if you know, and, and then it ties in this knowing. Like, yeah, if you, it almost becomes very meta, like on the knowing. You're you're you know, you know, you know that you know. It's useless to, to know <laughs> those things. Jeez. You get, yeah, I'll stop.
0: And then it becomes very philosophical. And it becomes like, yeah, you, yeah.
1: Wait, well, yeah, the, yes. <laughs> that, that's why, again, back to my tools that I use now in regards to the approach to the situation is always a contemplation and, and thought process first. Like, first and foremost, think about it, you know, write down shit, uh, write down thoughts, you know, capture it all in. Then act, right? Uh, then act based upon that. Yeah, for sure. Thinking, think first.
0: Yeah, and I mean this again, as always with predictions, this may change in the future. But you know, one of the things my brother was saying while using ChatGPT was was interesting to me. And I, you know, we were talking about different things that may increase in difficulty going forward in connection with you know philosophy and things like that. Is like, let's say with ChatGPT or something like, it, we offload certain information processing aspects of things you know one of the things my brother said was it can work well for certain things but it all depends on how you prompt it well another way of saying that is what questions are you asking Mm -hmm. that that i think becomes like you know critical thinking becomes as important if not more important in the future because now it's not just what questions do you ask the borg but now instead of, you know, 20 hyperlinks that offering potentially different views, you've got the Borg answering. And then, you know, you get, you get to question the Borg, like, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking before the call about doing an AI 2.0, which I think would be worthwhile in terms of an episode. Mm-hmm. And I think we should ask like a series of like just 10 health and fitness questions. And like, what is the response? I'm guessing, and I, I could be wrong, and I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. I'm guessing it's just going to be a faster form of the same, like, healthy whole grains and stuff that we've seen before and like yeah yeah what do you, what do, you do with that
1: and like uh carl mentioned because he's been as i said he's been doing a dig on that you got to remember where also the information comes from i'll put it in strict terms where where the computer gets the information right so you can just imagine if if uh which i found somewhat you know really interesting is that uh tyler Cowan um who I listened to, um, was talking about a podcast that he did, uh, with chat GPT, the, the, the higher level version of chat GPT for with Jonathan Swift. (laughs) Yeah. So the computer captured all text information. My whole point being that, um, inside of it, there's going to be that, like, where to your point, maybe it, it, you know in 2023 it may not pump out healthy grains but what will it pump out in 2027 right you know what i'm saying when when all the information gets pushed inside that they can just read or will it just or will they like the computer quote unquote have 12 choices and then say what's the most politically wise choice yeah Uh, yeah 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 this is where it you know man i unfortunately get really dark when i think about that
0: yeah with health and fitness like it's a lot different than it is with like jonathan swift or any one particular person where it's like there are like assume it it digest the whole of youtube content on nutrition and fitness there are conflicting viewpoints not just in space, like at the same time, but over yeah. different times. And how does yes. it choose among those?
1: Right, right. And that's why I said 2028 as opposed to 2023. Right. It doesn't matter what you and I think, but it's going to be significantly different social perspective of nutrition in five years. Right.
0: Yeah. Have you? I, I don't. I think I mentioned this to you at one point. But I don't know. Did you ever get a chance to see Devs, the the show? It's DvDvS on uh, FX. Anyway, it, this okay. isn't really anything about it, but um, sure for developers. Yeah, yeah. amazing show. It, it's a it's a mini series. It's like six or seven episodes. I think you'd really like it. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. But just related to what you were saying earlier, and to the show, like I, it's almost hilarious to imagine like a. Uh, we, we feed it all our episodes and then like we're doing an episode just sitting here and we're about to say something and chat GPT is like, but wait, that's, that, and then it's like, but wait, that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: Yeah. This is exactly, yeah. This is exactly one of the arms of darkness that I get into with regards to that, you know, but it does tie into our conversation today to pull it, to pull it back in of this ongoing issue that we're going to have between uh these biological truths and these levels of innate resilience uh or not innate but built resilience inside the person right and this fakery that has to go on in modern times which can look to be easy but if you're trolling it (laughs) maybe it's still benefit you know what i'm saying so uh yeah there's there's going to be ways that we're going to have to come up with and accept modernity and accept technology and say okay you know uh the the way through is faking it is you got to fake until you make it uh with humor you know because if you because otherwise to go the opposite right and uh i just recognize your you know, your last point on the uh, bleeding from a wound or predator attacks. Like these are biological like, like truths, right? I, the, what the truth would be in there is that healing. And it makes me think about immune system resilience and healing from a really tiny wound, let's say, okay. Um, and maybe with the advent of the recognition of technology and humor inside of it, that you do get a wound over time, but you're actually more resilient. Actually more resilient. You see that? So if if of course there's things inside that create a internal resilience, uh, because you are higher in a higher order sense, you recognize you don't need to like be out in the woods and like figure it out, you know, anymore. That's not real. It's not real anymore.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think...
1: uh, It's ongoing.
0: You know, yeah, I think it's important for people to recognize, like, as ease progresses, like, different difficulties come into the mix, both physically and intellectually, that we didn't previously realize, like, to your point, like...
1: That a lot of times we come up with.
0: yeah, 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 like, the hygiene hypothesis, helmets and parasites, like yay, no more like uh, Giardia. Well, I mean, not no more, but I mean, you know, less. uh, Well, not for autoimmunity and MS, you know, like other other things of of this nature where, of course, those are multifactorial, but, you know, they're uh, for each one of these things like food stability, dwarf wheat, you know, dwarf wheat and like, you know, resistance to drought and then, you know, more inflammatory components. And so, um yeah it's just it's very interesting and important to always keep like we were saying in the back of your mind this recognition of like yes there can be the ease introduced by these new developments but also like the recognition that like there are trade-offs and you know keeping that a kind of meta view of uh yes i'm riding the e-bike but i realize that this is silly as i'm doing it type thing yeah yeah
1: yeah and um yeah i think uh, over time we will have to go and investigate a 2.0 version of that and also because inside of there i do want to talk about the um the, pr- the proposed um again back to that autonomous knowledge conversation and peace yeah. right it's like you know does will fake it till you make it actually actually increase the intelligence if there's no quote unquote the long hard difficult work put into it in the gaining of that intelligence that's that's again where that psychological arm becomes interesting yeah I yeah agree. yeah because you know on my high horse uh you know i'll tell you about the the way that i don't think you should go through is the is the current you know therapeutic paradigm method right or the microdosing or the <laughs> The enlightenment dosing, <laughs> you know. This episode
0: people... is brought to you by microdosing of cordyceps. <laughs> Don't worry, you won't turn into a, lost of us beast. a Last of Us beast. Last of Us beast. By ingesting this, you will just achieve transcendental enlightenment from little doses. You will
1: be time. the Chaga king.
0: Chaga king. Oh man! All right, that was a good episode. I like that. Any uh, any final thoughts or anything no? Else?
1: No, lots, lots, but none.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, a number of things to take away from that, but I think uh, probably one of the bigger ones is just, yeah, for people to ask themselves the question about like, what is ease? What is difficulty? What are the trade-offs we make and going for one versus the other? What should we do as a society now that we are in this place where things are getting progressively easier and they don't show any sign of slowing down? How do we maintain a connection to our biology? um so lots of good questions in there
1: yep i agree thank you for uh proposing it um i built some increased uh mental models on uh the continuum between ease and difficulty and gratuitous and non-gratuitous um a new uh language around um what i call in my head uh adaptation or compensatory adaptations And the blend of that, like going through my personal anecdotes uh, for my children of it, of the, of recognizing and, and the importance inside of like education and communication and et cetera of those things, right? Not just like the acceptance, but it's more or less recognition and acceptance. Those have to be, those have to be tied together in us in, in order for all of us to move forward. And of course, always, I appreciate, uh, you sending me off into my bathroom for hours at a time to, uh, binge watch something that my wife doesn't want to watch. So I'm always appreciative of that.
0: I'm, I'm so excited to hear what you think. I mean, it's, it's, it's a short watch, but it's, it's, it's so good. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to hear what you think. Um, and if I could leave you guys with one last thing, just remember, uh, the way is both long and hard. It is not short and soft so just just remember that just just remember based on what we
1: discussed today so yeah and new t-shirt forthcoming on after sissy fit hashtag hashtag sissy fit uh, on that particular one it'll be the wellness continuum
0: <laughs> that's the one we'll put the vast deferens one on because oh it'll right, really... right, yeah. right right right
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, right vd all right take care all right thanks james